Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode podcast. I am Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. With us today, we have Kalamazoo comedian uh, and host of Sunday Nights at Rupert's, Jason Alt. He's also a podcaster himself uh, with Brainstorm Brewery Podcast. Uh, here he is, Jason. Welcome. Oh, is this where I talk? <laughs> this is what, That's how we're going to do it. You guys, you guys don't know this because this is audio, but he literally pointed at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. We're off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. And we're here today to discuss uh, the 1993 classic Bill Murray film, Groundhog Day. Everybody, pretty excited about it. This is where, uh, if you've never seen the movie, I'm going to suggest that you just stop listening now, go watch the movie, and then uh, come back and listen to the rest because we could kind of describe how it goes, but that's not what this is about. We're here to talk about uh, what the movie means to us, I, I guess. I wonder uh, who's downloading this podcast. Like, oh, it's about Groundhog Day. Never seen it. Let's download this podcast. <laughs> it's those people who uh, listen to you at the... They're probably going to describe the movie. It'll be fun. It's <laughs> probably what the first episode is. All right. Well, here, this is a little brief uh, synopsis of the film from, uh, from Phil Connors slash Bill Murray himself. This is a little snippet of what the movie's about. Rita... I'm reliving the same day over and over. Groundhog Day, today. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. No, really, this is the third time. It's like yesterday never happened. I am racking my brain, but I can't even begin to imagine why you'd make up something like this. I'm not making it up. I am asking you for help. Okay, what do you want me to do? I don't know. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, the same day repeats over and over again. Not really given a reason why it starts. And uh, then the movie kind of goes on from there. Yeah, he didn't do anything significant. He didn't, like, hit an old gypsy woman with his car or anything. It was just sort of like, nah, this is your torture now. Right, yeah. <laughs> that no. really bothered Matt. Yeah, he, I'm not a fan of that. He's I, like, is the hotel cursed? Is she cursed? He really wanted someone to be cursed in order for this to be started. Because he didn't really do anything that <laughs> terribly bad. Like, there was nothing that he did that caused this to start. There's no villain in this movie. There's no reason. Nobody to blame, you know? I guess I should start with that. Uh, what is your... Uh, relationship with this film how uh how long has it been since you watched the movie an hour well uh, <laughs> before we forced you to watch it again probably a couple of years it's one of those things where i don't have the tv you know sure i cut sure. that cable cut it up yeah but if i'm at somebody's house and it's on like a relative's house or something then we just like flip there and it's a third of the way through the movie on tbs and i get to watch five minutes of commercials every three minutes then there you go I'm about it yeah. I will just park it. So I mostly remembered the last 30 minutes of the film, and I kind of thought that was the whole movie. And then I was watching <laughs> and like the first half is where everything happens. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. Yeah. So my relationship with the movie was I thought I was more familiar with it than I was. And then I rewatched it, and I was like, I am less familiar with it than I thought. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt, too. Yeah, with me, it's actually the opposite. The last half of the movie, I forgot happened. Uh, when I found out the ending after rewatching it after several years, uh, not a fan. Not a big fan of the ending at all. Like, there's no resolution. There's no real reason why anything happened. He became a good enough person that he could make, he could change someone's mind about him within a 12 hour period. Yeah. Like, one day earlier, everybody yeah. hated him. Yeah. I'm nodding. I need to learn to I, I, I kind of feel like <laughs> he, he spent the first half of the movie trying to 
seduce Rita, right? Yeah, yeah and yeah. it almost worked. Yep. But then, well, he did have a, a tryst in there uh, also with Nancy. Oh, too. there was. I think it was more than one girl because there was a girl he took to the movie yeah. too, yes. and then yeah, Nancy yeah. walked by. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he just he. Uh, found all the low-hanging fruit in town, but that bored him because it was so easy. Sure. It was as easy with Nancy as quizzing her one day uh-huh. about a few things and then coming back the next day and repeating that information. She's like, okay. He multiply- <laughs> He says calls her Rita multiple times. Yeah. yeah. And she still is like, oh, okay. That's not a deal breaker. I call my <laughs> wife Rita all the time. <laughs> oh, she. Uh, if she reminds you of Andy McDowell, it's worth it, I think. Uh, yeah, so what was your... Uh, did you like the movie? Oh, I guess. yeah. I think everybody likes this movie. Sure, sure. Uh, it's PG, which yep. is... It's surprising when a PG movie is this kind of raunchy and fun. and But, I mean, it's Harold Ramis. The man knows what he's doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any big surprises for you in the movie? Or, Ma- I guess, the rewatch. Was there something that you Michael totally... Shannon was the guy that... Tony or whatever the, the yeah, girl the didn't couple. want to marry. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that's Michael Shannon. He looked okay in 1993. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, huge he, difference. Well, that, we don't know what happened to him at WrestleMania. There could have been. Yeah, <laughs> he took a steel chair in the face. She's like, "Your face looks like a foot, Tony." I knew I shouldn't have married you. Right? Yeah. He's like, "It's gonna get worse. Every night I'm gonna look in the mirror and be like, oh, 1950, until I look like I'm from 1950." Sure. All right. So uh, in the film, uh, Bill Murray plays Phil Connors, right? Uh, the weatherman. He's a he's a weatherman in the movie. I think that's poignant. I think that's uh, that means something in the movie. Uh, he's never right about i mean traditionally uh weathermen uh never know what's happening they never know what's going to happen well there was a big swing and a miss right blizzard regarding the blizzard that he's like "Ah, i'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna miss us is bill murray in the room that's my uncanny my bill murray hey bird (laughs) we gotta bust out these ghosts busting makes me feel good (laughs) i don't know why i did that voice (laughs) call attention to it it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine uh but yeah like he uh yeah, like weathermen never get it right, but by the end of this movie, he knows everything. Like he knows exactly what's going to happen all the time, and I think that's funny. I think that's a nice sort of juxtaposition. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's absolutely the word to use. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, between uh, a weatherman who knows never knows anything, but and like he's guy. never called to account too. Exactly. Like you can, he he swings and misses all the time. And everyone's like, ah, he's the weatherman, but then he knows everything. He's completely omniscient, sure. and everyone's sort of like, yeah. he's going through the diaries. Like, ah, you worked in the mine till it closed. You're like, yep, absolutely right. Not. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's right. Nobody, yeah. nobody, everyone was just sort of like, ah. Do you think that's because he's sort of a mild celebrity? Do you think those people knew who he was? No, and nobody. Ahead of time? I, some of them did, but like for the most part, like there was two or three people, like the guy we went to high school with, yeah, Ned Ryerson. Yeah, yeah. But then some random person on the street halfway through the Phil. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then, like, some random person's like, oh, my God, that, that guy changed a tire or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yep. it's the nice boy from the motor club. Yep. But then, but then, like, nobody else really seemed to know him or care. Right. Yeah, yeah. But they were all – I think what charmed me about the movie was how everybody from that town was willing to be his friend if he was nice to them one time. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can't get – I I imagine they don't get too many like, – Because, uh, well, like, for him, he got to know these people, but they reset at zero. Yes. So he wakes up in the morning. He's like, oh, hey, Dean, how's it going? He's like, he knows my name's Dean. Let's be friends forever. Let's sure. drive on the railroad tracks. <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of cute that it just – it portrayed everybody from that town in such a positive light that all it took was a guy that they may or may not have known was a celebrity – 
just showing some interest in their life and they're like well you're you're the best we love you i think the positivity of the town is what he hated in the beginning because he was so egocentric and negative yeah and and because it wasn't what he was about exactly even halfway through the film when he's trying to seduce andy mcdowell he's still like mocking the clean fun they're having <laughs> with yeah. the snow the, yeah. the snowball fights and i hope you kids need to be adopted whatever. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah so like he the, the whole town wasn't what he was about sure yeah. but then at the end he wants to live there but they'll rent first yes they will we'll get there and that's dumb <laughs> he's like yeah we both have hundred thousand dollar a year jobs in pittsburgh let's definitely quit them yeah oh and my gosh, she just Matt started that yeah she's like yeah it's my second day yeah <laughs> she's <laughs> new here yeah way to go you'll never work at broadcasting again that Idiot. doesn't matter we're gonna live in the mountains and <laughs> boathouse with planks missing in the room all right well let's uh <laughs> let's that was very specific i did that just watch awesome. the film today <laughs> Let's meet uh, Phil then, as as the audience got to meet him in the movie. This is his first uh, opening line. He's the first uh, character we see. He's being a uh, weatherman. Somebody asked me today, Phil, if you could be anywhere in the world, where would you like to be? And I said to him, probably right here, Alco, Nevada, our nation's high at 79 today. Out in California, they're going to have some warm weather tomorrow, gang wars, and some very overpriced real estate. Up in the Pacific Northwest, as you can see, they're going to have some very, very tall trees. Very tall trees. Yeah. So sarcastic, clearly. Very. Fl- it's not even sarcastic. It was flippant. He was like yeah. going through the motions of being a weatherman. It's the easiest job. He didn't even have to get anything right. And he's like, ah, I'm so bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not really bored into it. having the easiest job. And we find out later that he's uh, got uh, a, some sort of a job offer from a better station somewhere else. We We find, we think. I don't know. Uh, so he's clearly leaving that behind. He's got really no ties to his regular life. So. That is a good point. Like, even though the Home Shopping Network didn't sound like much of a good gig, it did seem like he was phoning it in a bit with the weather. Like, mm-hmm. he was sort of like, I'm going to use my celebrity to next level. Move on to something else. Yeah. But, I mean, that the Home Shopping Network is national. So as much as... So did you take that as uh, serious? Chris Elliott's comment that the, the network that's been fishing for him was the Home Shopping Network? I thought that because he didn't correct him. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe just, yeah. I don't know. I assumed it was just a bigger network it, in it, town. That, but. that just seems like the way you'd phrase it if you were trying to, to <laughs> you'd be like, oh, major network. And yeah. someone's like, yeah, you told me earlier. And sure. So that, that that's rang true for me as much as Chris Elliott plays characters that are mm-hmm. jokesters he seemed pretty straight in this movie yeah yeah it was a he did strange sort the of comedic moments were him embarrassing himself yes. but uh-huh. he didn't say anything all that funny sure. he was sort of a comedic foil like when he tips and then he takes the money back yeah he yeah. puts down two and takes back one or whatever and then uh yeah his big line for me is when uh the truck goes off the cliff and he's <laughs> like oh he's probably he's probably okay he could be okay and then uh, maybe not. probably not now probably i was like you just now. watched your co-worker yeah <laughs> Be incinerated, and you're like, wackity smackity do. <laughs> Although, I mean, he's making jokes about his coworker dying, but literally at the same moment in a different day, uh, Andy McDowell is like falling madly in love with him, too. So I think it's we can't put too much uh, emphasis on what happens in a given 12 hour period in this movie. Sure. Because the day before, uh, he's a real asshole pretty much the whole time. Uh, here's him being mean to uh, Andy McDowell, which seems almost impossible. Andy McDowell is a true saint, I think. <laughs> Someday somebody's going to see me interviewing a groundhog. I think I don't have a future. I think it's a nice story. It comes out. It 
looks around. He wrinkles up his little nose. He sees his shadow, he doesn't see his shadow. It's nice. People like it. You are Ludo, aren't you? You know, people like blood sausage, too. People are morons. Nice attitude. She's impossibly naive yeah. for somebody in a cutthroat industry like broadcasting. Sure. Are you kidding me? Yes. She's new. Right She's down new. to the accent. Uh, I don't know if you guys could tell at all, but that song in the background was Weatherman. Uh, that song was co-written by Harold Ramis himself, uh, along with somebody else who I can't remember at uh, the George moment. Fenton. That's the one. Uh, yeah, and uh, the song was written clearly for the movie. That's cool. Your role, Mandy, to to come up with that stuff. Is that why you're dressed like NPR Sarah Koenig? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I came directly from my day job, so this is what I wore to work today. And her day job is uh, getting facts about this film. That's, that's right. Awesome. And yeah. my day job is to research uh, Groundhog Day. Yes. You're saying that Good as job. a joke, but I bet you did this at work. <laughs> I bet you used the office printer. We're not going to talk about that, though, <laughs> Jason. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing incriminating here. Uh, so, did you have a uh, like a, a favorite line or a favorite character in the movie, or something that sticks out? No. <laughs> all right, all right. If you'd have told me, I had to come with that locked and no. loaded. No, but still, not maybe no. Like it, the whole movie was sort of charming. There was no one moment necessarily because a lot of the Punxsutawney characters were interchangeable. Which I think was the intent of the film. So it's like, this is just a nice place where everyone's nice, and you could learn to like this if you become a nice person. Well, what about if there's something you could change about it? You know, we talked about the ending, we talked about, you know, what do you think in the movie that bothered you? Like, I think this would have been better. A better movie if there was a curse, if there was somebody who (laughs) Matt is so set on this curse thing. There's got to be a reason. He has to have a reason. I don't know. But that only serves dramatic irony. Because he doesn't know, so maybe it's better that we don't know. I get, why him? Why him the whole time? That's all I can. Well, that's all I think. Or why? How did it stop? How did he right. stop the time loop? You said you thought it was because he became a good person. Well, he 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 did. He became the kind of person that wanted the sort of life he could have there, and and he stopped being completely selfish. Because when he started really having a good time. At the end of the movie was when he's like, all right, how can I do the most good? in the?" Because he sort of abandons his whole plan because it wasn't him refining his plan to sleep with Rita. It was him abandoning that and then trying to kill himself and then realizing he can't kill himself. Right. And realizing he can't convince her or get her to stay up till 6.01 a.m. to break the curse. And if that would have broken the curse, how selfish of her to be like, nah, I'm sleepy. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I don't. I don't have. Yeah, time but for he this. does. Uh, there is a time when she's there, and he wakes up, and she's gone. So I don't think it's her staying there. Right. Yeah. I don't. Th- I think that. I think it just resets every day. I think that it, it's. He's trapped in the town by a couple of different reasons. The the storm clearly has trapped him there. But even if he, you know, hopped on a snowmobile and just decided to truck it out of town every day at six a.m., no matter how far he got, he'd wake up back or in what, bed or what he did. Yeah. No matter where he was. No matter who was with Here's him. Here's one thing I would change. Uh, I would move it later, the time he drives on the railroad tracks and like doesn't care if he gets arrested sure. or kills him. Because as a scientist, I would have done more than two iterations. I was like, well, I woke up. It was uh, February 2nd. Then I woke up again. It was February 2nd. I woke up a third time. It was February 2nd. Time to not care if I die. Sure, sure. So that's a question I had done for you is, is how long would – so first of all, this time loop, would you – do you think you as a person would start doing terrible things? 
I think uh, everybody would do everything. Yeah. Right, right. So if you knew there were no consequences, you might just out of sheer boredom. Because I've read online that it, he was trapped for 10,000 years or something like right, that. Yeah, that's that what the, the original intention. screenplay, yeah. yeah. 10,000 10, years, you would go insane. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you might stay insane. I don't know why he stopped being insane. Right, yeah. It would be such a mind, like a life-crushing event that next day. It would ruin every everything you know. Well, think about be... the knowledge. So you, I would do years. awful things. Yeah. At some point, we all would. Which he does, but they had to keep it PG thirteen. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like how how awful do you think he got as a character? Knowing Phil Connors as a person, what we've grown to know about him, do you think sort of uh, he didn't seem malevolent? He seemed self centered. Mm-hmm. So I think the worst things he do would have been profoundly self centered things to have an experience. Sure. Because you can't have any possessions. Right. You never. But yeah. you can have an experience at someone else's expense. That's robbing the armored car and using mm-hmm. the money to go buy a ridiculous costume. Right. Yeah. It's, it's I, I don't know, like seducing random women just for the sport of it. Sure. And you could do that day after day if you wanted. I, I think. But the thing is, you wouldn't have to seduce them either. I mean, you could do some pretty terrible things in this town, in this lifetime, in those 10,000 years. You, you have to burn, think you could burn the whole town, the whole to the town, ground yeah. yeah, and wake up and it's there. there. There are no consequences, right? Yeah. So I think just out of a like, it was like, well, maybe this will do it because he tried some stuff. Sure, he tried killing himself and taking punks of Tony Phil with him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he tried some stuff. I think I would. I would. I think I'd try just about everything. I'd try to see if I could get far enough away from the town on like a snowmobile, like you said. Yeah. Maybe yeah. That would do it. Yeah. Proximity to this town maybe would cause a well, difference for, i yeah, mean and when I he know. kills the groundhog he thinks it's the groundhog's fault sure just sure like did. and matt would have loved that's, it if it okay. would have been the groundhog's so fault. that's clearly where i would have gone <laughs> if i were in that situation i would have thought somebody was to blame that somebody did this to me that it wasn't my fault but that somebody which speaks to what kind of a person i am is that it's not it clearly isn't my fault someone did this to me so i would do whatever i could do or whatever i could think about to try to fix this by blaming and getting it off of me but you you would think that rationally because he didn't blame phil until he lost his marbles completely yeah i don't don't know that he ever thought i don't know that he ever knew that that was the fix was becoming a better i think it just gradually with time and age i guess well and what is the fix that's the whole point right i don't know was it his happiness he he wasn't he stopped trying for a fix i think yeah Yeah, exactly i mean he actually tried i mean he was a horrible person he tried suicide before he even tried becoming a good person before he even tried being selfless it was it was like a video game like he was treating it like how to win this level exactly every day and he thought well if i touch the lives of x amount of people each day maybe that'll do it but then he started enjoying it well it took her telling him if i had a thousand lifetimes that would be edifying for me Mm -hmm. you could learn anything yeah do you think that he do you think that the turning point for him was when he couldn't save the homeless man? I don't I don't know that they're cuz that's when he like really he wanted goes... to do he wanted to do something good. I think that was just a thing that bugged him. Yes. That that guy lived and died every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he couldn't control it. Like he could control everything else but he couldn't save this one person. You know, he saves the little boy, but he can't save the homeless guy. I mean, really in the scheme of things, the homeless guy wakes up dead. He never at the end he never gets another lifetime. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so. it's, it's kind of Phil's fault guy, at the end that, that he stays dead. That suffers an agonizing, agonizing kidney failure-related death from years of drinking. Yeah. Every day. Every For day. For 10,000 years. Yeah. Yeah, this is really his hell. This yeah. isn't Phil's yeah. hell. <laughs> okay, and so here's the next thing. Uh, do you think, then, that the day 
each of those days carries on without Phil? Or is it is it like an oh, alternate universe type deal? I would hope not. I would hope it would be a clean slate because otherwise there are some wacky consequences. <laughs> like those sure. two dudes from the bowling alley right. just wake up in jail. In jail. Like, yeah. You were in big trouble forever. Right. Okay. But like clearly it's not when he dies. So him dying doesn't end the day because we see uh, Rita. And, see his body. Yeah. Yes. They go to the morgue and they see his body there. But again, at 6 a.m. the next morning, he's back in it. So it's clearly just that chunk of time, no matter whether... He's alive or dead. That's a good point. Because it restarts. Itself. Okay, so, so he kills himself. Yes. He jumps off a building at what seven o'clock, maybe, yeah. maybe even earlier, because yeah. he's in his pajamas still, right? So he clearly woke up first thing in the morning, climbed that tower, jumped off. Yep. Six thirty, splat. He wakes up immediately. Yeah. It's six a.m. again, but everybody else does a day without him. Sure. So he, maybe there is a split. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's like this weird alternate dimension sort of nonsense going on. That would be that would be a weird story. They go back. It's like, well, we he did the weird sarcastic broadcast about Punk's Tiny Phil, and then he took his own life. So, sure. well, we are taking resumes for a new weatherman. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the newscast about uh, Punk's Tiny Phil, here is the very first one that he does. This is the way he would have done it if nothing weird had happened. Once a year, the eyes of the nation turn to this tiny hamlet in western Pennsylvania to watch a master at work. The master, Punxsutawney Phil, the world's most famous weatherman, the groundhog, who, as legend has it, can predict the coming of an early spring. So I guess the question we have to ask ourselves today is, does Phil feel lucky? Then it's the same old shtick every year. The guy comes out with a big stick and raps on the door. They pull the little rat out. They talk to him. Rat talks back, and then they tell us what's going to happen. It's the worst. He played it relatively straight. Yeah, but it's the worst. Do you feel lucky? I mean, come on, Phil. Do you feel lucky? Huh? Ah. <laughs> you can tell he's phoning it in. Well, he he kind of, it's a little smarmy, but I think that's the job. And I think without anything weird happening, he was sort of professional for a guy that just loathed it because he knew yes. he was going on to bigger and better things and he didn't want to burn any bridges. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything centered around him. It wasn't because he wanted to make a good newscast. It was because he just wanted to keep himself looking good. Yeah. Because yeah. he's the celebrity. But it's weird because he sort of, he acted like, no, coming here every year for four years has ground me into a powder. It's miserable. But then he's like, yeah, whatever. I'll just do the, uh, he played it straight. I, I kind of admired that. Sure. Because yeah. he didn't seem sarcastic or perturbed until like he's like, oh, I got to do this again for the 12th day in a row. <laughs> right, yeah. So Bill Murray obviously is incredible in this movie. Um, but do you think that maybe, I mean, back then, was there anybody that could have taken that role and done it as well of a job? Or even now they remake movies, you know, all the time. If they remade this movie, who do you think would be who the cast? Who was acting comedically in the 90s? It, it, Robin Williams? But it was like, yeah, maybe. But like it was that was like the, 90, the early 90s era of SNL. That was like pre-Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, yes. David Spade. So the SNL cast... In the late 80s, early 90s was kind of unremarkable. Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. they had that, like, 84, they fired everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody. Well, you could even go with, like, other people from Harold Remus's movies. Sure. But, like, what, Dan Aykroyd? I don't think. I yeah. Think... I mean, he probably would have so been great. They, I don't, I don't, know, I don't you... know that he would have. No? I don't think he. Bill Murray is a heel in a lot of the movies. This was like Scrooge. Yes, he plays almost. A, he plays an amazing exactly. dickhead. Mm-hmm. That yeah. he does, and he hates rodents. So I don't know if you <laughs> read about this also, but they had originally one of the contenders for this movie was also Tom Hanks at the time. 
Well, this was when T. Hanks was just starting to get serious. But what, how drastic of a change would this movie have been? Would it been? Would would it have been? I would have liked this movie with Tom Hanks. He <laughs> he he doesn't do a good smarmy selfish, but he does a good frenetic. Most people aren't even familiar with Tom Hanks as a comedic actor, unless they're a little older. They Not remember now. like Bachelor and Party and. Yeah, bachelor yeah. party, yeah. big. Turner, Turner and Hooch. He yeah. was like, he was totally just angry, and he would have. Yeah, I but can see that. Ninety three was Philadelphia. That's true. So that was when he was, was starting to trying to branch to get out. real serious. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, I don't. Yeah. What if they remade I, I, it? Today? I think if this, if Groundhog Day in Philadelphia came out the same year, that would be real weird. <laughs> it almost would undermine the the job he did. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I can completely agree. Today they would put The Rock and Kevin Hart in this movie or something. <laughs> it would be garbage. It would be Channing Tatum. Like yeah. they could I think if you were going to remake something, you do what they did with Cobra Kai on YouTube. Right. And you're like, okay, the passage of time happened. Here's these characters again, let's pick it up. Not the Jackie Chan Karate Kid remake. Karate Kid, yeah. Sure. Where it's just like not, none of it matters. He's going to learn karate from a chinese man in china none of this matters right yeah how would you do that with groundhog day though like uh rita and phil's kid has you, a groundhog day you wouldn't so they hadn't and harold ramus is dead <laughs> yeah we'd never have to worry about that leave his movies alone <laughs> yeah. awesome that's true I just i don't it's the respect no, they deserve but absolutely. if you're asking me who my ideal casting yeah, right now yeah it. no no accounting for timeline or anything just the right person for this job was it bill murray and if not, uh, at the time it was Bill Murray, probably. Sure. And now they would probably flip the gender and cast Melissa McCarthy. Sure. Well, that's what they did in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's just following him right along. I mean, I mean, who really who really could do it? There's nobody that is the Bill Murray type right now with like the Chevy Chase could have done this. Movie, I thought the probably. same thing. Yeah. yeah from the but like, 80s but now, or 90s. Nobody, yeah. nobody really does the smarmy sort of heel. Well, do you think this would even be popular now? Watching the movie, would it even have the following that it has? It would have to be rated R, probably, mm-hmm. the way comedies are now. I don't know. I kind of, my opinion about modern comedies is shifting because we got sick. We got Apatow Overload, right? Right. Yeah. But now they're starting to make decent comedies again, like this one that with a people are playing tag that looks good okay blockers was good like game night i thought was good game night was good okay but i was surprised because they made so many like melissa mccarthy comedies like the heat Mm -hmm. for like the last 10 years that is sort of like i don't even want to see comedies in the i'm not seeing them in theaters right yeah and i barely want to wait for netflix on some of these but now they're just starting to be like all right we're not going to make another apatow movie right but you've got to wonder what where would this movie have gone what were it like a, a will ferrell or a Adam Sandler, or how much more awful these, this movie could have been. Oh, it, well, it, it could have been real bad. Yeah. Because they would have, t- test audiences have been like, well, but why'd that happen? And they would have written in a reason for it to happen. Exactly. Sure. And they would be like, well, why don't you show any of the sex scenes? And they would have done that. And it was like, why, don't, why does anybody say how long it's been and stuff like that? So. Yeah, I think it was definitely the right time for this movie to come out. Uh, but with that also, there's some stuff in here that's a little racy. When he does go after Nancy, uh, do you think that could happen now? Like, do you think a scene where he blatantly uh, takes advantage of this woman would be able to be made in a, in a movie that was made today? I It didn't make me uncomfortable, and I can only answer for how I'm 
I'm sure some people would be like, that's sort of sure. Uh, it's uh, false pretenses, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, given the false pretenses, it's almost like she couldn't really consent. So that's that's an issue. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know as a female. Sure. Like I, I don't. I feel like it was like that's how every movie is. Yeah. You know, like Wedding Crashers. On you know, it's just that's kind of the whole point of everything. College movies. You know, they they have fraternities and things. You got a lot of girls, fellas. That's just how it is. You got a lot of. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's just. I, I feel like actually, if the movie was remade now. It would be so much worse. Worse. I mean, yeah. if it was honest, if it was an honest movie, like we were talking earlier. Oh, what would you know? What would you do? Oh, I would do everything. Well, they'd, they'd we didn't show bring... they'd show some of the bad stuff for sure. Yes. I mean, would you kill someone because you wanted to know what it was like to 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 feel like what that? I mean, right, I don't know. Yeah. It might there would be do heroin. There would be some yeah. Yeah. some gunplay. <laughs> would now? there be heroin would... in Punxsutawney? Yeah. Well, there's certainly. <laughs> Phil would have found there it. There is now. If you bring this movie now, they're all yeah. on heroin. They're Absolutely. like the steel mill closed. <laughs> yeah. President Trump said them jobs yeah. was coming back, and now I'm addicted to the Percocets. <laughs> All right, well, then that brings us to this uh, segment here. What would you do if you were stuck in one place and every day was exactly the same and nothing that you did mattered? Now that sums it up for me. <laughs> so what would you do? Well... I I like the idea of learning the piano and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. Like the the, the fact that I, it would take me a while to get bored, and then when I got bored, I would just go to the library every day. Or yeah. I would... Yes, and actually, that's what they said in the original screenplay. That's how he took, kept track of the days that he was there because the calendar always went back. So he read a book. He read one page of every book in sequential order at the library, and that's why when we see the scene where he's at the diner, he has all those books in front of him. It that was. you thought, oh, he just read all these books, but really, that's kind of a tipping their hat to the original screen. Yeah, it's his calendar. His French pronunciation wasn't bad. Yeah. Also, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. Do it, you speak French? Un peu. <laughs> so it wasn't great, but it was sort of like he's maybe. What is it like? Pigeon French is that how they is that what they call it when it's not the real thing? I don't know. Well, pigeon French is when like your grammar's terrible, not oh, when your okay. pronunciation sucks. So like, I it, have pigeon. English. English. You, you yeah. wonder how long he practiced those. Keep working on those S's. Yeah. <laughs> English. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Where are we? What happened? We were talking about the film Groundhog Day. Oh well. Yeah. What would you do? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. So you you'd focus on things to better yourself. I mean, eventually. I mean, after a while, I feel like I would sleep for a long time. I would just give up on life and have no responsibilities and sleep. You for a would while. do it all. There would mm-hmm. be there. You would go. Th- there would be periods where your mental load is just mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. not up for getting out of bed today. Okay. Well, how about this? What if you had one day out of your life? What day would you want to relive? Like, what would be your best day to relive, and what would be your worst day? Oh, what Hold is on. my Hold on. eating? I need to give you an example oh, first. Okay. Sure. I have these clips. I have to use them okay. for something. I was in the Virgin Islands once. <laughs> I was going to quote this, but okay. I met a girl. <laughs> we ate lobster, drank pina coladas. At sunset, we made love like sea otters. <sighs> that was a pretty good day. Why couldn't I get that day over and over? So, uh, what is your 
perfect day what would you want to a day you've already had right that's the premise yeah, yeah. Do you did you make love like sea otters on the beach and you want to relive how does this i use my favorite rock like i was a <laughs> i was on my back my hands were on my chest <laughs> sea otter style <laughs> i don't know cracking crustaceans boom i feel like this is a trap Right, yeah. Like my wife had you was like, involved me. No, it's I'm the, gonna send talking. this to no. her directly after this. Yeah, no. you know how you are stuck in a situation where every day is the same and nothing you do matters. That's my marriage. So I would want. <laughs> I could have one day over. Sure, it'd be like my bachelor party or something. There you it's go. like right. whatever. No. Still hope. Yeah. <laughs> Before the bonds of matrimony shackled themselves to me and and extinguished. <laughs> All of my youthful exuberance. I mean, I, I suppose we could move on. I <laughs> okay, how about your worst day? Would that be your wedding day? <laughs> I'm lucky that I'm a big fan of my wife. Sure. And we are not fans of divorce. We mm-hmm. don't. I don't think we're going to get divorced. We don't like that concept. It would tear our daughter's life apart. So we're going to go for murder-suicide pact. Nice. All right. So your best day hasn't who's happened gonna, Who's going to murder who? Yeah, I don't trust her to kill to kill herself. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so it'd be like that one, two, three jump, and then the person doesn't. Yeah, jump. Yeah, and she's not gonna jump. So I was, and she would be like, "Well, you're just saying that because you actually want to kill me." I was like, "Yeah, I think about that every day." So yeah, it has to be me to do the murder <laughs> and the suicide. Sure. That wasn't a good answer. To no, that it question. was not. So yes, yeah, what I'm saying. So your, your best actually, day honestly, hasn't happened yet. I, I'm interested in how you would do the murder suicide <laughs> myself. But any any day you got back where you did anything fun, yeah. You would know it was coming. You could do that day better. It would be yes. amplified each day. Yeah, Absolutely. the fun so part could be so much more. Even fun. a mundane day, like once every spring in college, I would cut class. I would go to Just once? pinball. P- yeah, I was a chemistry major. <laughs> once, uh, one day every spring, I would cut class and I would go to pinball Pete's, which was like an arcade in East. Where'd Lansing. you go to college? I'm in Michigan State. Okay, so I would, I would spend like 20 bucks on arcade games and i would just play arcade games the whole day with my friend and that would be just i just had a blow-up day yep. we'd eat bad food at, at a fast food place we'd play video games we'd go home get drunk <laughs> it was a good day so even something like that i didn't even have any sex but it was still a good day and you could do that day better because i could pump up my high score in those video games sure if I, I play Time Crisis answer. every day, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything monumental. I feel like any day you got back, a day where you went to the post office, you would fill out that slip. I would know that when I got to the front of the line, they'd be like, this package is going to Canada, sir. You need to fill out an international yeah, tracking. You need a, you need a form. customs form. Yeah. Oh. And I would be like, my customs form is filled out because <laughs> I've done this for 10,000 years. And In triplicate. Like, what do you mean? No, I've done this for 10,000 years. <laughs> so any day you get back, you could... You could blow it off. You don't go to work that day because you're not going to lose your job because right. there's no tomorrow. So I, I feel like it doesn't even have to be anything monumental because you can make the most of it. And your worst day, just don't go do your worst day yeah, ever stuff. Don't do the worst thing, that you, the worst part, I guess. Don't yeah. go to your dad's funeral. Just like blow it off. <laughs> sure. They'll don't, understand. Don't go to Punxsutawney. Yeah. Well, Stay. don't go to Punxsutawney Stay just in out. general. That's... <laughs> Yeah, they uh even if you don't get caught in a temporal loop for 10,000 years, avoid that town. What? They're super racist. <laughs> so when you first saw the movie, uh I get this is going to be tough to think back to then, but you 
I mean, you said you read that it was 10,000 years. You had to have some sort of an idea of what you thought it was when the when you saw it for the first time. How long do you think that the loop had to have gone? What's the least amount of time that it would have had to have gone for him to be in the situation that he's in? Even a year. Yeah. I think you could have done all that in a year. You could have gotten... I don't know. He was really good at the piano. He was yeah. like he was like that 10,000 hours good at piano. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple of like hints in the movie that lead you to believe how long uh how long the movie's been or how long the loop's been going on for. Uh when he rolls up to the movie to Heidi 2, the family classic. Yeah. Uh he tells uh his date uh that that he's seen the movie. Was there a Heidi 2? I, I don't know. Apparently. I don't know if it was referencing an actual movie, but that's the marquee. It seems like, like a Harold Ramis-esque joke. Yeah, <laughs> like a joke within a joke sort of thing. So he's seen the movie over 100 times. That could be hyperbole. It could mean that he's seen the movie so many times in his real life that it's his favorite movie already. Well, if it was, but I doubt if it, it was playing in a current run theater and that was the only oh, movie. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If he lived in Pittsburgh, he's not going to Heidi too. He's going to a, a, a multiplex and he's seeing... Whatever was playing in '93. Sure. Good so stuff. that's all been within. He was seeing Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. He's not seeing Heidi too. Right. Yeah. Well, so... and he did. Dr- he did go the hundredth time dressed as Clint as Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was a nice. Touch. Just because he could. Uh-huh. He paid with change, not a fistful of dollars. I didn't like that. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It'll be one uh, one adult and one. Let's do it. Two adults. <laughs> but it was a costume party. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he learns to speak. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> right. My own wife doesn't remember me. Or my own fiancé. Whatever. Yeah, the fiancé yeah. Nancy. Yeah. My, my own fiancé. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he learns to speak French. Uh, he learns a lot about poetry. He he has the montage of slaps at yes. one point. He slapped nine times in the movie uh, in, in order there. He does the suicide montage, which clearly gives him. But a, a, and it's it's good because the movie has really subtle ways of letting you know there was a lot of stuff that happened off screen. I like that. Yes. Because like with the Jeopardy thing where he yeah. knew all the Jeopardy answers. And that was him drinking every night <laughs> in that room to watch Jeopardy enough mm-hmm. times. He got that same bottle and he sat in that same chair and watched that same episode of Jeopardy. And I was answer I answered all of the questions correctly. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> I actually got them too because they were pre- there was at the beginning of a category, so they were easy. Pretty softball <laughs> questions. Yeah. Yeah. Finger legs. Come on. So... <laughs> I thought that was funny that I nailed him too, and everyone's like, "How many times have you lived this day?" <laughs> no, man, I just know the Finger Lakes. <laughs> they don't get out much in Punxsutawney. Twenty. Those people were pretty impressed. He got an applause break for pre. Well, the, those for people pre-guessing. had Alzheimer's too. I bet if you watch Jeopardy with someone with Alzheimer's, they would be super impressed. <laughs> Mind blown every time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So one of the things you would probably do in the very beginning is you would imagine that there's something wrong, like you would think. But it would take me longer than it took him to, like, be as reckless. No, but I'm saying, like, your brain is broken. Like, you'd think that there's something physically wrong with you, which leads him to go see the doctor, which, here we go. Well, no spots, no clots, no tumors, no lesions, mm, no aneurysms. At least none that I can see, Mr. Connors. Of course, if you want a CAT scan or an MRI, you're going to have to go into Pittsburgh. I can't go into Pittsburgh. Why can't you go into Pittsburgh? I told you there's a blizzard. Oh, right, the blizzard. You know what you may need, Mr. Connors? A biopsy. A psychiatrist. Why don't you just leave at 6 a.m.? Why don't you just get up at 6 a.m., go down, grab some coffee, be like, hey, can I get a thermos to go? And then 
you drive to Pittsburgh then. Yeah. You can't because of the blizzard. Yeah. But the blizzard doesn't come down until much later. That's true. It's after the podcast. That's uh, actually a really good question. Yeah. But it, it d- wouldn't matter. He c- you never, I mean, I guess he'd get there and he'd have the test done, but it wouldn't do him any, I mean. But the results would come in. in time. I guess, yeah. We don't know it. We so don't know that the yet. MRI machine. They're like, ah, oh, the results will be here tomorrow. And he'd go, wah, wah, <laughs> <laughs> And wake up back in Punxsutawney. About tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. We got another clip I need to play here. It's my favorite line. You don't have to address it. You can just cut out the silence, but then. No, I'm just well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. My absolute favorite line of that whole movie. I love it. <laughs> I do like the, the celebrity. I'm a celebrity in a in, in an, an emergency. emergency line. That's pretty yes, great, too. Fantastic. Yeah, no, I I guess that that's a really good question of why he didn't try to get Just out before the blizzard. Gun it before the blizzard yeah. happened. He probably did. He probably did ten thousand times. Yeah, yeah, I, you're probably. I mean, he had to. And have. He, but, but but what good does it do him if he wakes up in Punxsutawney all the time? Yeah. Why would you? It would take him a lot of effort, a lot more effort than getting drunk watching Jeopardy with some old people. Sure, <laughs> right? True. Like it, you would have to steal a truck or something like that. Like it would. It would be a pain to get to Pittsburgh just to be like, all right, you got your MRI, you'll get the results tomorrow. Oh, yeah, you do that once and Anything, you're pretty much done. Any, yeah, I mean, you could drive in it before 6 a.m. He could drive 600 miles. Yeah. And he probably did. But so what? One of the lines that I love in the movie is like, what can I do for you today? When yeah. they finally like he finally wakes up like he, the, the time loop ends. Like, What can I do for you today? That new day becomes the most important thing of his life at that point which it would i mean, I mean after, after ten thousand, would you even long. believe that it was real he right. didn't no he pinched her and she oh, was super right. cool with that yeah <laughs> she was like, i thought you were a jerk yesterday but then they let you sex me and now you can pinch me all you want early no, in the morning they didn't, they didn't sex. i've been married i've been married for seven years if i pinch my wife like that she would balls punch me yeah and she's just like oh let's snuggle more i was like what all right she's before... the nicest person <laughs> Before we get too much further into uh, toward the end of the movie, I do want to make I can't believe it's gotten this far without us actually playing the uh, the 6 a.m. time loop trigger. But here we go. So this happens every day at 6 a.m. The song almost becomes a character in the movie. Because the song torments him. Yes. It is annoying. So are they. But it yeah. doesn't matter what song it is. No. It could be a song you like. If you hear it for 10,000 years, Exactly. And, you know, you can expect hazardous travel later today with that, you know, that blizzard thing. That blizzard thing. That blizzard thing. Oh, well, here's the report. The National Weather Service. So we don't need to hear all of that. That's what happens every day, though. You know, I when I was thinking about, like, my, like, a day I'd like to live, you know, relive forever, I have a couple of concerts that I really liked, but... How much I would I hate that? Oh my god, songs. the worst after so yeah. many years. Yeah, we don't have to go to the concert; you just blow it off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could just make every day. Could, yeah, it just it's it's a perpetual twenty four hour chunk that you could do whatever you want with it. Within but waking reason. up to a song, I had a I had a roommate who had a CD player alarm clock, and it woke up to track one of a CD I liked. Mm. Till I didn't like it because he woke me up at six a.m. every day. I'm like, I don't have a class till nine. Sure. <laughs> Uh, every single time I plug my phone into my car, uh, it automatically plays the very first song that's in my phone on my iTunes account, and it happens to be Afternoon Delight. <laughs> so every, which was funny Why at is first. Why on your phone? 
I had to have it for a Anchorman I, reference, probably. I, I know I DJ'd a wedding or something. Well, and it was Arrested Development also. Oh yes, that was the better reference when uh, Michael and Maybe sing it together, and they're like, "Oh, this song's about screwing." <laughs> In the middle, of you're the my day. niece. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but that song plays every single day I get into my car before I have enough time oh. to go in and turn it off, and it starts to play. So I I do understand that's that's had to have been years now that that's happened to me every single day. So it um, does get awful. So the uh, the the seven a.m. NPR like I hear that and I get a stomach ache because that reminds me of every day having to get up. When I had a job in Matawan and lived in Lansing, oh yeah, I had to get up oh, super early. That is a long to drive, drive down there. Yeah, I moved eventually, but it was six months of that. Yeah, and it, I, I had to get up at like five a.m. and it, if I have to get up early, I'm not a morning person, so I get like sick to my stomach, and I hear that song, and it reminds me of that feeling of just like being exhausted and <laughs> when i hear the beginning of mash the do 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 i'm like oh it's bedtime because that's when, <laughs> that's when my dad mash would come on my dad be like all right it's time for bed yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things it reminds you of something horrible yeah and Sticks. i hear the start to wheel of fortune I, I remember my dad used to finish his fifth of jack daniels <laughs> right around 9 30 and then start hitting me with his belt yeah i hope uh, my dad's not listening <laughs> It's a great dad. <laughs> Said by a fucking vowel. Right. Uh, are we using the fuck word? I didn't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We were, we I've, were been, I've been. I've been. I've been. Full expletive. Myself. I don't care. I used yeah. the word screw as a verb, and you just let me. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're we're, like. When we're you're, feeling it out. When you're not on stage. You've heard my act. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's can, the first episode my act, of another episode. The f word is fisting. <laughs> nice. And you know this. Speaking of fisting, let's uh, delve into this for a second. So we talked about that is a good segue. Well, we talked <laughs> about Nancy Taylor uh, and and what I don't happens. Think he fisted her. Well, we don't know. Don't I mean, know. he had ten thousand years. She's gonna forget. I I would fist Nancy Taylor if she wasn't gonna remember. And it goes back to normal every day. Um, <laughs> well, it is pretty elastic. If it can take a baby. Well. <laughs> no comment. Did you see the groundhog this morning? Uh huh. I never miss it. What's your name? Nancy Taylor, and you are? What high school did you go to? What? High school. Lincoln in Pittsburgh. Who are you? Who was your 12th grade English teacher? <laughs> are you kidding? No, no, no. In 12th grade, your English teacher was... Mrs. Walsh. Mrs. Walsh, yeah. Nancy. Yeah. Lincoln. Walsh. Okay, thanks very much. Hey. Hey. Nancy. And then this is the next day. Nancy Taylor. <laughs> Lincoln High School. I sat next to you in Mrs. Walsh's English class. Oh, I'm sorry. Phil Connors. Wow, that's amazing. You don't remember me, do you? Um. I even asked you to the prom. Phil Connors? I was short and I've sprouted. So. Pennsylvania Polka reminds me of that Jack Black movie 
Okay. Did you see that one where he was the like the con man that had everybody invest in his? his... Oh yes, that was a Is good. That the poo. The no, no 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 no. That was Envy. That was a great movie that nobody has seen. Yeah. Yeah. The the polka one is like it's on uh, Netflix. It's on right Netflix. Now. Yeah. Jack Black has just been secretly doing really good Netflix movies that no one watches because <laughs> sure. everyone's like, I don't like Jack Black. Like, like the... you would watch. I like, have always. Loved my Jack wife Black, hates Jack Black so much. Her favorite movie ever is The Jackal, just because he gets murdered. Nice. No. Oh. My, I'm a huge fan of High Fidelity, yes. uh, which is where he's sort of skewed from his normal. High Fidelity? Yeah. Not in my top five. Not really. <laughs> it's in my top ten, though, but yeah. I was like, it's not in my top five, nice. and that would be so perfect if it were. Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, it's got to be somewhere. It's probably my top it's... ten. The book was good, too, but that movie was just the the perfect distillation because they cut everything. Everything they cut from the movie was good, mm. but didn't need to be in the movie. Sure. That's a different podcast. If, yeah. if we want to uh-huh. talk about top five Cusack movies, you call it top five. And <laughs> That's got to be a thing already. I could, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, uh, Pennsylvania Polka just reminds me of that Jack Black movie, and that's fun. <laughs> Here's the thing. They only showed him seducing Nancy one time. He could have done that every day. Daily, yeah. And you know what? He probably did. Yeah, he probably did it for a while. Yeah. Until until you get bored. Mm-hmm. How hellish is that? Yeah. It's so it's you could pick up an attractive girl with no effort. Yeah. Just based on what you know about her from previous days. And you could you could have the set up the ideal encounter. Mm-hmm. See, and I, even that would get boring. That's I, what I love about about this situation where you're, if you're in there for 10,000 years you would have to do everything yeah. because everything would bore you eventually. I do feel like every female character in this movie is just ridiculous. I mean, can we agree with that? Like they like the the from the waitress to Nancy to Rita. Sure. Like as a as a woman I'm like, no. That's not <laughs> they're, well happen. they're they're there is play things for for But so Phil. are the male characters if you think about it. The yes. male, there's no male character that's better written than any female character. No, well yeah, but he's able maybe. to manipulate them Buster. so much worse. Maybe. But, yeah, Buster, maybe. <laughs> I like him. I like that's, uh, that's Brian Doyle. Brian, Brian Doyle yes. Murray. Yep. And we've of course we have to hear him. He's got a very unique voice. Uh how have you always known that that was Bill Murray's brother? Actually, yes. Only because my dad had a Saturday Night Live coffee table book. Okay. <laughs> so I grew up I had an encyclopedic knowledge of everything SNL because I liked the show when sure. I was like mm-hmm. 10, 11, 12 years old and I had this book. And it like it was like here is the synopsis of every church lady sketch. Here's blah blah blah. Like so, I I knew every like every year's cast I would look at. So it's it's nerdy. Yeah. But no, do you I, think that that maybe is why you became a comedian? I mean, who knows? It's possible. Sure. But I I mean, I don't know. I I will still defend SNL. So maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's SNL sucks now. No, SNL was always approximately this good. Forty sure. percent of the sketches are fine. Sixty yeah. percent are like eh, and you forget the sixty percent because everyone's like, eh, this year sucked. But if you watch like the best of twenty eighteen, yes. you'd be like, oh my god, that was Those all fire. Are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. Yeah, yeah. The um, Brian Doyle Mur- Murray is he's the second. Like there are six Murray brothers. But they all get a lot of work. There was like like a show on Comedy Central where they were all. It was a golf show. It was like all the Murray brothers, but Bill. Weird. What? We're cashing in. I don't know. This was I want to watch this. Two or three. It wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like he, his his brothers have you know, Joel uh, accomplished in his own right. He was on um, uh, Mad Men and some other stuff. You know, Brian Doyle got a lot of work. Those those 
I first became aware that it was uh, Bill Murray's brother right around the time that I was watching uh, Christmas Vacation a lot. Yes. Uh, I didn't know it when I saw Caddyshack uh, when they were together. It, yeah. it didn't make sense. Or like it just didn't it connect didn't with click. me. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I figured it out somehow. But now whenever I see him, I constantly he, he looks so much like his brother. Uh, it's just he You're doesn't. Like, how'd you miss it? Yeah, yeah. right. He looks but just like him, but he doesn't. He sound does not like sound him. like you know him. I think all. I think all the brothers that aren't Bill look so much like each other, hmm. but less like Bill than they look like the rest of each other. Is that does it make sense? Yeah, sure. I don't know. Is I that a nonsense because, phrase? No, Bill has so many different characters that we see him as those characters. Like when he has he was bad in... skin too. The rest of them. That's yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. He looks like Freddy Krueger. That's another like... thing. So he's. Uh, so he's legitimately, unattractive. Well, he's legitimately like 12 years older than <laughs> Nancy. Yes, and like, he is not. I'm sorry. They're supposed to be in the same high school together. Yeah, yeah. Man. He, it, when he plays a love interest, even in Stripes, I'm like, when he's doing the whole scene with the two MPs or whatever, I'm like, because he is not attractive at all. He's supposed to be in every is man. Is it the beard gut? Is it the receding no, hairline? Or the, the fact that he looks like he goes to Edward James Olmos' <laughs> dermatologist? <laughs> It is just, I mean, I love his personality. I love the characters sure. he plays. And I think that's what. And that's what gives comedians hope. Hope, yes. That's it. We I, need, like we you need him. You can look like Bill Murray, and that's not even that much of an impediment. Yeah. Your face can look like that. Girls will sit on it. That's <laughs> why I became funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's note. give a listen to uh, Brian here for just a second, though. If you uh, didn't know already, uh, you'll hear this voice and recognize it, I'm sure. This February 2nd at 7.20 and 30 seconds, Punxsutawney Phil, the seer of seers, prognosticator of prognosticators, emerged reluctantly but alertly in Punxsutawney PA and stated in Groundhog Ease, I definitely see a shadow. Sorry, folks, six more weeks of winter. up a good point he's not only stuck in the same day but he's stuck in winter he's stuck yeah. in i snow. thought about that too is like he can't he's got to bundle up when he goes outside and that blows yeah sure. well i mean I've, i guess he doesn't have to what's the worst that's gonna happen some uh frostbite well he I mentions mean, that he froze to death yeah. so he must have walked outside and been like you know screw it but yeah being i mean obviously we're from michigan we understand that that's yeah. what it's like yeah, yeah. you know well but, there, there were places that are worse yeah. There's no exposed skin warnings in Michigan. Do you know what that is? Um, explain it to us. Like places like Minnesota, it's like, well, today's an exposed skin warning day. If you go to your mailbox and you don't have a muffler in front of your face, your face will literally freeze. Like your dad said, if you keep making that face, it'll freeze like that. No, it'll freeze like that. You know, have a stupid face forever. <laughs> Speaking of freezing faces, I, uh, I know that they had super cold weather during the filming. Um, Andy McDowell, her face was freezing. Like they, they I'll had help to... you warm it, Andy McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> See, you th- even now, 2018, <laughs> Andy McDowell can yes. get it. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I yeah. do not see it, and and it's not because I'm a woman, because I think women are beautiful. Yeah. I, I Matt and I were talking, and I'm like, what? Her teeth remind me of little chicklets. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know if it. Who in this movie would you bang? Nobody, probably, right? Chris Elliott? Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. Nobody. You're um, so picky. No, I don't know if it's picky. I just, I mean, obviously, Andy McDowell is a female, well, but, like, she is, 
Um, I, I appreciate the female form. She's beautiful in No, that like ways. when I was in high school, like junior, senior year, that was my girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Multiplicity style, Andy McDowell. Was, yeah. See, I, I was thinking love, more like I would love Saint... if they multiplied her. There you go. Of... There I was you thinking go. like St. Elmo's Fire. She was pretty back then. Yeah. Um, you know, how the John Hughes, you know, mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. era, but I don't know what it is. It's her teeth. I don't know. And I her accent. Uh, well, I like the accent too. I like I like that they let her keep it in this yeah. one. Well, yeah. they yeah. Well, did um they talk about how she couldn't pronounce the word ruin? Yeah, and she say I have saying ruin. Yeah, and, and maybe it's so maybe she just doesn't talk maybe or show it. her horrible teeth. <laughs> so if she just if she had a pursed lips type moment, I would I love to right send with. her an email. It was like, hey, you know what? Send her a picture of you. Like if you just didn't talk, <laughs> show your teeth, huh? <laughs> you could hook up with this. How about it? Yeah. Yeah, and it has not I mean, I think I think many women are beautiful. She's just not one of them. When you were saying who would you? Nobody no male in this movie is any better is any more attractive than Bill Murray. And I think they did that on purpose. It's like Well, it's, it's supposed to be Punxsutawney. It's supposed to be believable Punxsutawney. I guess, but like but I also think they keep it that way so that oh, Bill the, the seems gay like dude. the gay dude who worked at the diner. Oh yeah, I guess. But I, I mean don't, I would even take the guy in the hallway. Over Bill Murray, the guy I he think. called Pork Chop. Yeah, wow. Oh, wow. I mean, he's chubby, but he's cute. There yeah, you but go. you are a chubby chaser. I mean, no, so. my husband is super thin, so I don't really know. Yeah, but we're not talking about I mean, your he... husband. We're talking about the guys that you're sexually attracted. To. <laughs> 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 nice. Got yeah, him. Got him. Got him. Yeah. Mandy's husband, who I've never met, and is probably <laughs> a nice guy. Take that, idiot. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Um, <laughs> All right, we got a couple more of these uh, clippy doos to get through. That's what we're going to call them. Good, from now on. I absolutely insist on doing every single one of them. It's all right. Well, we just we've got to get at least this one. <laughs> I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. I don't think. Because you survived a car wreck, you folks ready to order? I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung electrocuted and burned. Oh, really? Yeah, right? I bothered Every me morning too. I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender. I am an immortal. Special today is blueberry waffles. <laughs> I love it. I know. Yeah, that's, that's a good comedic thing. Yes. I want yes. you to believe in me. You're not a god. You can take my word for it. This is 12 years of Catholic school talking. I could come back if you're not ready. <laughs> it's the greatest. It's one of my favorite parts, the... Uh, when the waitress well, tries. She's like, hey, wow, you guys are having a real deep conversation. Should I come back? Sugar. <laughs> You're not acknowledging me, but I am going to insist that you acknowledge me. Specials today is blueberry waffles. I know what the specials are. Didn't I just say I've been here for 10,000 Well, years? I'd like to know why she's the only person in Punxsutawney with a southern accent. Well, I mean, Andy McDowell. Yeah, that's right true. There she's traveling. Nobody has, a, nobody has a western Pan- Pennsylvania accent. That is that so true. You one's going down the John Eagle? <laughs> I what, is, what is Yuns? Yuns. It's like y'all, but it's Pennsylvania. Yuns. Pennsylvania y'all is Yuns. Nice. Yeah, it's... It, Eastern or like middle Pennsylvania, it's Ewins, and like Western Pennsylvania, it's Yuns. 
Like around Pittsburgh, it's like Yuns. Oh my gosh! I wish that they would have done this in the movie. They would have, if <laughs> they, they remake any, they it. Get they any, need to. <laughs> did they even shoot in Pennsylvania? Who knows? They didn't get it any. Was they, Woodstock, Illinois. Illinois. Is where they didn't it was get shot. a single authentic Pennsylvania person. No, that, they had people from Punxsutawney come to make sure that they did a good job, and the people from Punxsutawney actually thought it was a better Punxsutawney than what they had. Yeah, they had consultants come in for the show. <laughs> They wow. also okay. You know when he's nobody doing, said Yuns once. Uh, no, I, I want to hear that. Pass muster for me. No, you know when he's doing the ice sculpting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the chainsaw, and then later on he does the snow sculpture. They hired a person to make that snow sculpture, over, like in L.A. or whatever. They made three heads and had to fly them all in on location to use. For Why that. would you fly the head and not? Fly it the looked sculptor? like styrofoam. Like it did because it was snowy. Yeah. Yeah. Like it could have just been a, f- a styrofoam form. I don't understand why they. But I mean, I don't. It was nine. You know what? Didn't have that kind of. As a, as a dude, I was nine years old when this movie came out. I learned, if you want to impress a girl, don't just show her your penis. <laughs> <laughs> Learn to sculpt. I bet he did try just showing. Yeah, his and penis. then he got slapped nine times. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. That ninth time. Slap me girl. ten times. Shame on me. <laughs> All right. Again, I hate to do this to you, but we got to listen to another one. You don't one. hate this at all. You're doing I love it. I've made all these clips. I'm going to use every damn one of them. <laughs> Maybe I should go. Where would you go? <laughs> okay, Why? so I need you to listen to this. It gets Better super creepy. Right in the middle. Oh, the, oh yeah. Just listen to the here. background. It sounds desperate. Ooh. Just the music. The music. You don't hear it when you're watching. I got some ice cream over on the windowsill. Hold on a minute. Rocky Road. Oh, I love Rocky Road. Yeah, I thought so. You have to stay. No, really, Phil. I'm tired. We can see each other tomorrow. No. Tonight. (laughs) Just touch it. (laughs) Just look at it. Really. (laughs) Just stay for a while. We're bringing it up from the PG-13. Should have banged Nancy. Let's not spoil it, okay? Not spoiling it. I don't want to spoil it either. You know I can't I can't stay with you. Why not? I love you. Oh. Woof. What is he? Fifteen? I love you. Listen you don't music. even know me. Oh, I, I know you. Oh, I didn't notice you're right. Right. Uh-huh. Oh no. I can't believe I fell for this. This whole day has just been one. But it just goes back to normal. But it turned into Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, like a murder was about to happen. That is so good. It was seamless. I didn't even notice. Sinister. It did make me feel weird. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Did you call up my friends and ask them what I like and what I don't like? No. Is this what love is for you? No. This is real. This is love. After ten thousand years, this is love. You must be crazy. I could never love someone like you, Phil, because you'll never love anyone but yourself. That's not true. I don't even like myself. <laughs> I love it. That's my chance. favorite. That's another favorite, I guess. That's right. for making me care about you. First slap. Yeah, that was the first Moves slap. On to multiple slaps. That man, that, I I never heard that. Yeah, yeah you that, don't that hear violin it. bleat that happens, yes. and it just ru- it makes there's a so chill go down. They, there's so much magic they work in post. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I didn't even notice, and I watched the movie today. Yeah. <laughs> It's well because you know what's going to happen. Like you know, yeah. you know that you know yesterday that he's not going to succeed. Yeah, yesterday he was an asshole, and today he tells her he loves her. I mean, to him it makes sense, but to yeah, literally he's no loved one her else for probably a hundred years. Yeah, 
Yeah. But to nobody else in this well, town, I he like seems like a maniac. Point, he still he actually doesn't love her. Yeah. I mean, maybe. during this scene, but I I know he grows to love her. He wants. It seemed to be like a fifteen-year-old that... boy, like, oh, I love you, just touch it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, exactly. Tell, you tell a girl you love her, and then she can't resist. So which uh, touching your peen. <laughs> So for some reason that made me feel worse than when he was successful with Nancy. Like was when he was successful with Nancy. He seemed desperate. Nancy was game, hundred percent. Yeah, she was on board. You know what? And it resets every day. Nancy knew she didn't remember him. Yeah. Yeah. And she felt bad for not remembering him. But she knew she didn't. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you know what? She was up for it. Right. Yeah, that's how we got to do Nancy that was down, day. so I that's why I don't feel bad for Nancy. Because you know what? Nancy could have been like, this is a little fast for me. We just met. I know we went to high school together, but we just reconnected. You're in Punxsutawney. Why don't you give me your number? Blah, blah, right. blah. Nancy didn't do any of that because Nancy was like, hey, here's a guy that looks like his face looks like a tan orange peel. <laughs> I'm going to hit that. Yeah. So you know what? Nancy is an independent woman. She made an adult decision to have a one-night stand with a man that she knew was leaving no, town. No, he proposed to her. Yeah, he did. He, she was his oh, fiance. Remember, you're right. He did say he wanted him just to keep. I've her. loved you for so long. And then he calls her yeah. Rita. Yeah, twice <laughs> after after he proposes. Yeah, but, if that but I mean, look at her yeah. other options in the town. What is she going to go after? The the two drunk guys. The he might Buster. have taken her to Pittsburgh for all she know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's she that was his her, her ticket out of there. He's a weatherman. Well, then she that's worse out. because he lied. He's like, yeah, tomorrow's never coming. Yeah, yeah. He knew. Mm-hmm. I'll take you to Pittsburgh tomorrow. But yeah, that was. Seeing him act desperate made you feel bad for him, yeah, and was... bad for her. Versus seeing him outsmart Nancy, <laughs> who seemed dumb. Yes, yeah. thank you. They it... made, but they made all a lot of the women seem dumb. Yes, yeah. but you'd have to be dumb to stay in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the inn owner lady. Uh, when he asks about the the hot water, when oh. the, why she's like, "Well, any... there wouldn't be today." <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. You think yeah. there's hot water on February second? You kidding? <laughs> there wouldn't be today. I no, wouldn't. everybody takes a post groundhog shower. You didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, everybody's come back from from the. Hey, city slicker didn't take a hot shower this morning when there's still hot water. <laughs> and then the room full of old people downstairs just start clapping for no reason again. <laughs> While they, they while they all smell like they need a sponge bath. <laughs> Was that at the bed and breakfast? I believe so. Why? I mean, why so, were they at the bed and breakfast? There, there were a lot of a bed and breakfast is like two rooms. It's someone's house, right? So like, why were there just a where million was old he people? at? He went to someone's house just no. to watch Jeopardy. I doubt he went to an old folks home to watch Jeopardy. He's like, no. there's no TV at a bed and breakfast. It's it not bed and breakfast and television. You think it that's was true? Bed and breakfast. No, I absolutely. Think so. but why were all those? Well, she was there. Yeah, the old lady was there from the bed and breakfast. Yeah, that's a good point. It was probably her like husband and all their all the other. Euchre friends? I don't know what people do in Pennsylvania. <laughs> they don't play Euchre. I don't know. If Neither they did, I. he would have had a way better time. <laughs> I, I think know. actually with technology today, I feel like it would have been a much easier time. Right. There's no internet. There's it's no... another one of those cell phones defeats this movie. Yeah. yeah. That's kind like of Home a... Alone would have been better with cell phones or something like <laughs> yes, that. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Okay. So this lasts for 10,000 years, right? Can you remember... Uh, anything from say ten years ago, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago. Do you remember anything at all from twenty five years ago? I mean, very like, little, yeah. right? Yeah, thirty years ago, very little. Imagine a uh, ten thousand years, right? This man had a family. He had a job. We know for a fact he, he did. Had, he have a family. He had a sister because oh. Ned yes. Ryerson yeah, tried true. to take her to the prom. Uh, and he Mary, told her not to. 
Mary Sue or something? Yeah. No, it's a Mary. terrible middle name. What was? <laughs> I th- no, I think her first name was like Mary something hyphenated. Yeah, I mean, name. it's in the clip, but we didn't get that far. Yeah. But anyhow, he has a sister uh, that he's clearly left behind for 10,000 years. Is he going to come back home and on this next day? Maybe day he'll two. super miss his sister, though. You would have had to have remembered them, actively remember them every day for 10,000 years for them to stay in your mind. Oh, I, I did would not think. even think about that. Because they're gone. They're just, they've left but your his, mind his, forever. His brain has got to be different. It can't. Right? Because hmm, it's weird, right? Because, like, you had a best friend in kindergarten. Even after 10,000 years, you don't would know. you even remember what happened the day before the loop started? That's what I mean. Because like, it's all a, gone. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. You don't know what your job, I mean, you, you I mean, you can't really is, compare but... kindergarten because you're, the way know, your brain's but... developed. As an adult, though. I mean, yeah, there are th- I don't remember things I did last week. No. And he's got to remember people's things. names? My mother-in-law, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 20 years ago, that was like 1987. Oh, no. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I I can't even imagine how his life would proceed from that point. It's it's almost ruined him. Like he's a new person. He's a completely different. Not in the sense that he's like a better. And maybe person. that's what it took. It had he had to be overwritten. Yeah, he just completely wiped his previous self, and he's now back to. I think that's why Harold Ramis changed it. He went. He didn't think. But that he the kept audience... his id right. Like his his motivations. Yeah, I mean, like the changed. essence of him is still there, but. Yeah. I just I don't know. He he kept his 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 primary motivations, which changed willfully. Yeah. But it's not like he he sort of he sort of remembered he was a selfish person and sort of like decided not to be that. But it's, you'd think after you know how like if you tell not tell a lie enough times, but like if you you just forget the right version of something or whatever. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like if you tell, a, they say, if you tell no, a lie enough times, you start to believe it. Human memory's garbage. Do you know the, uh, <laughs> the sketch they have of the Unabomber? Uh-huh. She was describing the first sketch artist. Huh? Oh my God. They sent in a sketch artist. They did a sketch. They sent in a second sketch artist. She remembered the face of the first sketch artist. And that's why the Unabomber sketch looks nothing like the actual <laughs> Unabomber. Nice. Human yeah. memory's terrible. No, People I believe get it. convicted. On yes. Eyewitness testimony is considered the most damning and it is the most fallible. Yeah, sure. y- you know, it's funny. Human memory's garbage. I, I saw a fight on an elevator once, right? And like they came to me like six weeks later and they're like, Okay, we want you to testify. And I'm like, I don't remember. Like yeah. I don't remember and in my brain, like I I knew that I was gonna be going to court for this, you know, yeah. thing and I was gonna be damning someone, and I'm like, uh, yeah, you should have asked me like the next day yeah. or that day. <laughs> right, yeah. But I got nothing. And it's like, it's not like it's a mundane thing that happens every day and you're like, oh God, I don't know. It happens every day. This was clearly an event. It something was. Something that happened. And that something was... with adrenaline. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But that stuff gets overwritten. Yeah. Well, yeah. they're like, well, you say here, like you saw them hit with a closed fist. Well, I probably did that day. <laughs> but right now I'm not remembering it. If you put sure. me on the stand, your case is gone. <laughs> Human memory is garbage, but no one in the legal profession will acknowledge that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because, of, yeah, they'll acknowledge it when it suits their purpose. <laughs> but don't let me play this for people that I work with. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this got real. real Anyways, yeah, it got sudden, different, yeah. didn't well, it? Wrongfully confused that's what it's or all about. wrongfully convicted and, and so well, yeah, on. There are but, people on death row that are completely innocent. Yeah. Anyway, back to this fun, wacky comedy <laughs> yeah. from 1993. <laughs> All right, so uh, as we're getting toward the end of the film, uh, for whatever reason, he was a real asshole the day before, and for whatever reason, this worked the next day. 
So here's the, the clip that sort of closes out the movie. No matter what happens tomorrow or for the rest of my life, I'm happy now because I love you. What? I think I'm happy too. So but, she but, didn't say it back, which is nice. I'm glad she didn't say yeah, it back. Yeah, but, but she believed him. Yeah. Exactly. It's, she spent no more time with him than before when right. he said he loved her. No. Maybe that deserved less. a slap. Maybe less because he ran off to go. He's like, I got to go do errands that day. Right, yeah. He has to go pay $1,000 for a piano lesson he doesn't need. <laughs> yeah. He I mean, he woke up, he's like, one more day. Could I, could I get that grand back? Are you shitting me? That really bothered me. I Matt wanted that too. grand for a- He knew how to play the piano. And that she day. said, that's my student. And right. he still he went, went to a lesson that day. Why? Which means he because gave her he a grand. Because he wanted to give yes. her $1,000. I think so. I mean, you I have to it. really believe. But like, he that... use it for a down payment. On what? The house they're going to the house. The rent. Yeah, but he's the got thing is, he doesn't, rent, he doesn't think there's going to be a tomorrow. That's true. Yeah. So he's he like, well, That's why he bought all that insurance from Ned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that bothered me. I was like, no, don't you want to do over? I was like, no, not to. I will not go to my piano lesson. That's for sure. I will sleep in till seven. Yeah. Yeah, no, that I love I'm you quitting thing. my job, so I'm not even going to do that news report. When, like, Harold Remus says that he, like, gets tears in his eyes when he hears that part. Sure. Because yeah. he's so invested in, like, the growth of the character. Right, and the character side, that makes so much yes. sense. But from but Rita's from, side? Yeah, Annie McDowell is like, you are shit. insane. Maybe yes. that's what closed the loop, because he was finally happy. Because yes. he was never happy. No. He got what he wanted. The only thing that but saves that. Happy. I completely agree with you. I think that is it is an internal thing with him. But, but, so but was he being entirely content? Because not only was he happy, he was content to live in a a, a backward shithole town like Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. That's all he knew at that point. That's that's true. But he was content to live there and he was happy and he found the person that he wanted to spend his life with and the place he wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if it took him 10,000 years to do it. 10,000 years of do-overs. Well, and we're assuming 10,000 years, although I don't think in the movie that was their intention. But they they uh, never said. No, they don't. Yeah, yeah they don't ever. But, they never give but you if you add up, even at, like at minimum, the hours it takes, say it takes 2,000 hours to master something. He was a good chainsaw sculptor. He was a good ice yes. sculptor. He was yeah. good. And the card throwing. Card? He's, like, yep. he's like six months, four hours a day, top, yep. four to six hours a day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So learning you, everybody in that diner's life story yes. took forever. Yeah. Learning to rob the bank, learning to catch the kid, because that kid wasn't even on his route. That was he had to venture out yes. to okay. different parts of town and just hang out and wait for stuff to happen. Speaking I'm... of the kid, right? <laughs> so everything he does, we think at the end he gets fixed because he's being entirely altruistic. This is not about him anymore. It's about the help he's giving to every. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is true. Uh, only for that kid, in my opinion, like the only selfless act that he did that no, day. No, he did the Heimlich on. Uh, yeah, but, but they bring it. But up they later. bring him up. They bring it up later, and they thank him so much for it in front of everybody. It's like he's impressing Andy McDowell the whole time. The only thing that That's he does that doesn't lead to him getting uh, being a better person in the eyes of Andy McDowell is saving that kid. This will make you sad. He invested a lot of time taking that old homeless guy out to dinner and uh-huh. everything, and then eventually he couldn't save him, so he didn't do that. You're yeah. right. That, it, that he, he left that part out of his day, and so he's like, hey, I'm going to save this kid. I'm going to save yes. this guy from choking. I'm going to light this chick's cigarette. I'm going to play the piano. Everyone's going to love me. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in an alley, yeah, anonymously by himself, Alone. an old man. Yep. Coded in his own piss is just going to die in the gutter. I mean, really. I mean, you couldn't do that day after day. You couldn't see the same right. person that you tried to it save die. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, so he's... after you know what his whiskey breath smells like, giving him mouth to mouth. <laughs> yes, but then you also have to figure <laughs> that something else sort of bad is happening at the same time that that kid fell out of a tree. But in his eyes, the kid but was more important. No, but yeah, exactly. He. But what? What else? Like, is he made a list Bill of Smith's the stuff, the stuff house that, burning down across the block the same time? And he's like, "Well, I can't do anything about the house burning down, but I can catch this boy." That's moral relativism. He finally found a routine that he thought, in his estimation, did the most overall good. The most good, I believe yeah. it. Yeah. But it was all altruistic stuff. Yes. Even though everybody liked him, they liked him because he was changing tires and. Mm-hmm. He could, but the kid, there, there was nothing. There was nothing for him. He didn't even get a kid. thank You're you. Right. Yeah, yeah. From the kid, he wasn't even the the appreciation from the kid. But he didn't because he thought that was something I can get to this on foot. Mm-hmm. I can make this happen every day. On my I, way to so on my way to yeah. do something else. So my thing is, I say if he didn't catch the kid, then the party wouldn't have gone down the same way, right? The town, some people in the town would have been super sad. The kid's oh, dead. Oh, so you're thinking that he only did it just to, be, to just keep it going. He dropped the kid <laughs> enough times. They're like, oh, the mom. Yeah, she didn't, didn't show up at the party and yeah. they didn't bid. And now <laughs> she didn't bid against Andy McDowell yeah. and it never ranked it up to the 382 or whatever it was. And <laughs> she paid 50 bucks. She's like, I'm not going to screw you. I only right. paid 50 yeah. bucks for this. She day. got invested in it yeah. and he knew how much she had in her wallet. <laughs> Well, I know so, um, Harold Remus talks about how um, the reason why he liked that sequence is because he felt like any downtime that superheroes had, that they were like wasting time. Like there is stuff happening constantly. Sure. So he well, can, Superman can hear all of it. Spider Man can't. And, <laughs> but Superman can hear he everybody crying for says, help. Yes. Yeah. He specifically says like Superman should be f- like helping people nonstop. Like what is he doing when he's just hanging out? Yeah, he you know, need in his to fortress rest or like, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Like, you don't need Superman to get a kid out of a tree. Like that is not good use of his time. Also, I mean, he should be fighting global extinction level threats. Superman shouldn't be rescuing children from. He'll do it just because he gets an altruism boner. But it's not like you're misutilizing Superman if he's doing. <laughs> I think street Harold- level <laughs> New York City and or sorry, Metropolis City enforcement. I just yeah. feel I, I think that's what Harold Remus said. He just felt like. You know, Superman should be out like using his powers. And... Oh, but the, okay. So Superman sucks, right? He's super boring because he can do everything. Yeah. Okay. The only compelling Superman stories are the ones where Superman fights his own limitations. And one was when he went to like Kansas and he like cut all this grain and he got a huge bushel of it and he like flew it to Africa and dropped it off at this village. And they're like, oh, you saved our whole village for a day or whatever. This is enough food for <laughs> like all of this Western Africa for a day. Are you coming back tomorrow? And he's like, oh, no. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I could spend all of my time fighting global hunger, and I won't even make a dent. Oh, my gosh. Even is... as Superman. That's mm-hmm. like the only yeah. time I've ever been compelled by a Superman story. Yeah. Wow. that is So a... that's why he doesn't. Go out and because like there's only so much stuff he that can he can do. even make a dent. In. Yeah, even as Superman, who's practically omnipotent, he can't make a dent. World hunger, wow. as a person, and that that's a good Superman story. And I think <laughs> it is. So the old man dying, I think that was Bill learning or Phil learning. He's uh, not a god. Yes, that he's exactly. not a god. Well, and th- that there's everything's finite. There's mm-hmm. some things that you just can't, can't fix. Control. You can't do anything about it. 
no matter how hard you try. And in fact, did this, they ever show him the chart? Because he asked for the chart, and she said sometimes people just die, and he sort of took that as a. So there's deleted scenes, right? Oh. And in this version that I bought, I bought the 15th anniversary edition. Wow. It comes with deleted scenes, and I was I so didn't know happy. That you splurged for this podcast. <laughs> I was so excited and so happy. I was like, "These are going to answer all my questions. It's going to tell me who to blame. It's going to it's going to show me some gypsy <laughs> ass woman the curse. Yeah. Some gypsy ass woman in the in the inn that's going to like he stubbed her toe somehow, and she's like, "This will get him." He predicted her her picnic would be as sunny. As, and as far as curses go. A curse that leaves you super edified. I don't know how bad that is versus some of the other movie curses. But see, to me, his life is ruined. Even is it, is a, it ruined or is it ruined? It's, it's, it's no, what she say instead she of ruined? Says, no, she says spoiled. Spoiled. Yeah, so if you listen to the movie, like every time she says spoiled, it was supposed to say ruined. But yeah. she couldn't. But she couldn't say, she couldn't pronounce ruined because she's pronounced it's it ruined. When, is that why you won't bang her? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She can't say ruined. Um. <laughs> it's when Ned comes up at the end and he's all like, he just bought all the life insurance. And then they're all like, we're going to leave. And he's like, where are we going? And she's like, let's not spoil it. But it was supposed to be. Well, and then there's it. a scene there. One of the clips we played, oh, she yeah. says spoiled hmm. and he says spoiled, like, like mimicking her. Huh. And I think that, that was also where she couldn't pronounce ruined. Well, she's broken. I guess that's what, that's <laughs> what it is. Continue with what you were saying. You know what? I'm not going to hold that against her. <laughs> <laughs> no. In the scheme of things. All right. So she wanted to marry dude half her age. She could get it. <laughs> yeah. Are you offering? I mean, this is the official McDowell, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> she wasn't magic. Mike XXL. I will do anything you want <laughs> in front of my wife and my wife's lawyer. I don't give a shit. You're my one freebie. <laughs> my wife's is Vigo Mortensen. Mine's Andy McDowell. Call me. I live in Michigan. Mine's Michael Shannon. All right. <laughs> Uh, okay. So now here we go to the end. Uh, this is when everything, uh, so he said he loves her. She didn't say it back, which thank God, like that was, would have been so awful, uh, had she said it back, but she's just said, yeah, when you spent the whole day focusing on me and doing everything I wanted, I didn't love you. But when you played the piano for the people, other people changed the tire. Yeah. You're super entertaining. Well, she did say she wanted a man who was. Who could play an instrument? Basically, he lined up with everything yes. that she said, I guess. Yes. Although she he was like, he I'm never... so close on this. It'll only take me 10,000 years to be her ideal yeah. man. But could he have possibly remembered that, though? Yeah. He, he could just ask her again. He could just do that diner scene yeah, over. Yeah, that's true. If, yeah. He, if he forgot. That's very yeah, if true. You fu- yeah, he just fuck it up the same way. Like, the wrong, like be like, wait, wait sure a minute, what did she say? I'm sure a lot of stuff they didn't show was him guy piercing a memento and just spacing out. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. I'll throw a toaster in a bathtub. I'll go ask yes. her. Yeah, just start it over real yeah. quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, so, um yeah so he said he loves her she doesn't say it back and something changed uh the world fixed itself and then this happened the next morning i think this is a bit of a long clip but we'll suffer through that is a great song no it's not don't don't listen to this man it's too early (sighs) so this is clearly clearly different Ooh. There's that pin she were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Something is different. And she says, ooh. Yeah, you pinched me. Your wife would have ball punched Anything you. Anything different is good. I paid for a hotel room across town. Mm. I'm not in it. This could be real good. Why are you here? And they're clothed. 
Yeah, fully clothed. He's wearing two. He's wearing different pajamas. So he went to Puxatani no knowing he'd be there one here. day, and he brought two pairs you of pajamas. I did so not notice. It's that. a different day. I will so. Watch <laughs> he had dark that blue now. ones, and now he has yes. light blue ones. I can stay, so you stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't even make a call. He stayed. <laughs> I love it. Stay. She can't say stay, so she said ruin. Stay. Stay. All right, and then coming up, coming up here, this should have been the last line. They're gone. They're all gone. This is what you think should have been the last line. I still didn't care for it. But of anything, this should have been it. Right here. Today is tomorrow. It happened. You're here. I'm here. Oh, Phil. Why gross, won't you like gross kissing noises? That's nice. Oh, Phil. <laughs> oh, and I just picture her smile with her nasty teeth. Huh? She has a sexy face. Is there anything Stop I can it. do for you today? Hmm. I'm sure I could think of something. Music swells. Everything fades out. out the window. Yeah, and then that's the end. That should have no. been the end of the movie. That is not what happens, though. That is not what happens. And this <laughs> terrible, terrible line <laughs> is the end of the movie because yesterday he so, hated. So, hey, Matt, what would you change about the movie? He hated everything about this town. <laughs> and today. So beautiful. Because he found the love of a good woman. It's a $700,000 condo here. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Let's live here, he says. The worst. And then, not only that. We'll rent to start. We'll rent what to start. This has been what a rare yeah. The worst. I totally, I agree with you. That should, ha- if it was going to end this way. But that's that's how 90s movies yeah, ended. Yeah, it's true. Crap like that. I just don't get the- You go back and watch all the 90s movies you liked and listen to the last line. You're like, oh, I should have ended it a minute and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> we'll rent to start. Well, that that was-, that was like the cynic in him when yeah. he says we should live here. Yeah. I mean, I he's know. been living there for 10,000 years. You'd think he'd be like. He's just committed. Afraid. He's probably afraid to go anywhere else. I'm sure there's no way that she'll agree to live there with him. She's like, ever. no, I just started a job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We both live in Pittsburgh. Let's go back to He's like, yeah, you're right. There's better. There's better stuff in Pittsburgh. And so do you imagine that he still robbed the truck even that day? Uh, he couldn't have, right? Oh, that no. would have been. Not with the timeline. So he figured out everything he needed to do without but the what, truck. What would he do with that money? Because you can't take anything with you. So why would he rob the truck? How did he get the thousand bucks? That's what I'm wondering. So he had cash with him, or he robbed. He wrote her a check, probably. Yeah, maybe. Doesn't he hand her cash though? I'm having a hard time remembering. I don't think he does. But like, so he has to buy. He bought a bunch of stuff that day. He bought the tire Mm -hmm. and the jack. Yep. He bought uh, all that food. Well, I mean, not that day, but he bought a ton of food at the diner. He bought a. I don't know. I just the movie is flawed. In in some ways, but I really but enjoy it. Would you like it. empty like your savings lot. account for that thousand bucks for the piano lesson if nothing yeah. mattered? So right, yeah. If it's just going to reset the next day, you anyway. tell me a, a guy who's a successful broadcaster in a major market like Pittsburgh doesn't have a grand he can lay his hands on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. In nineteen ninety three, that's not even that much money in ninety three money. Right, it's a lot of a lot of cocaine. Um, <laughs> all right, so I think we covered the whole thing. I think that's the end. We did get uh, a question via email. Uh, from Jake uh, sent us a question which we've mostly already covered uh, and he said if if not Bill Murray then who would play the role of Phil Connors we already covered that pretty 
you know, we we covered it Jack pretty Black well. Jack Black can there, do it now. There you go. Oh, there you uh, go. He also uh, added the note at the end. Uh, Andy McDowell is gorgeous, which Thank clearly. You. Thank you. Sorry. That's no. three against one. Well, uh, all the men find her attractive and women don't. Who knew? Just mm-hmm. me. I, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of women that think she's beautiful, but I just don't see it. Right. Yeah. And in order for us to have gotten that uh, email, he had to send an email to us at another episode podcast at gmail.com. So if you guys have any questions, uh, please make sure or any comments, just let us know how we did. If you liked this show, if you're going to keep listening, let us know at another episode podcast.com or another episode podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, we also have Twitter also too. If you can follow us on Twitter, uh, it is another ep pod. That's another E P P O D. Cool. All right. And uh, Jason, so what do you uh, what do you got coming up? You got things you're doing? Nothing anybody can see by the time this podcast comes out. But hey, if you come out to Rupert's in Kalamazoo every single Sunday, and if you're not a like local Michigan person, you're like, why are you plugging a local thing on a national thing? This is weird. I listen to Brainstorm Brewery, and that's why I'm listening to this podcast. Right. It's weird that you're you're plugging something in Michigan. But hey, why don't you come out? If you're really such a big fan of Brainstorm Brewery, you've never come to a show at Rupert's, why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Why don't you come see what I do locally? So, hey, Rupert's in Kalamazoo every single Sunday around 930. That's a thing. Brainstorm Brewery is a, a thing you can Google, and uh, then you'll know what I'm doing when I'm podcasting. And uh, I'm on I'm on the Twitter at Jason E. Alt. I'm all over, man. You can, you can find me on the internet. I'm I'm not hard to find on the internet. I'm one of like eleven Jason Alts, but I'm the only handsome one on Facebook. <laughs> nice. You only get five thousand Facebook friends, but I haven't reached that limit yet. So hey, maybe hit me up and I'll be like zero mutual friends deleted. So just change your change your your uh, picture to Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell that'll get you three or four more view or yeah, more but followers. Like, women would be like, yeah, I don't like your teeth. <laughs> yeah. I don't like <laughs> Jason. Sure. I don't like Jason. It's just teeth. me. I bet he can't say me. ruined. She was an oil of Olay girl. Like clearly, yeah, she's it That's for nice. a lot of people. Yeah, but that was that was two thousand. That was twenty yeah. years ago. That's all right. I'm sure she has great skin. It's the teeth. <laughs> I honestly, the the teeth to gums ratio is is so different. Oh, don't don't Julia Roberts. Don't lump her in <laughs> with people that have truly horrendous teeth to gum ratios. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, and then Mandy, I don't know if you have anything coming up that you want to talk about at all. Uh, just the the next episode of another episode. There you go. All right. Uh, take uh, take some time to uh, I don't know rate and subscribe to this once it becomes a thing. This is our first episode, guys. So we're just learning. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Uh, again, this is another episode, and please join us next time for another, another episode. episode.